Welcome to Atomic Heart. I'm Adam Alicia speaking to you from my studio in Shekit May on the Kowloon side of Hong Kong. The next few minutes will be a self indulgent slow dive into the struggles and sparks that graze the brain of an anxious writer. I think of Rider on the Storm. And the brain that's squirming like a toad. We all need something new to push us forward. And I must confess that I'm not a very good storyteller. I don't feel bad about it because I don't identify with being a storyteller. But then this is not the time for me to define myself. There's no need for that. And for you as well, there's no need for you to put a label on this existence that is you. This is how we start because I love circles and blurry images and rooms with big windows where any one of them can serve as a door. I have no beginning, middle, or end. So, why does my radio show, or podcast as they call it nowadays, why does it have to be linear? I'm always amazed when a friend is able to tell me about a movie they saw and give me a synopsis of the film, how it started and what happened next and what happened after that and so on and so forth. I'm amazed because I have trouble remembering what I've seen after I come out of a movie or a stage theater performance. But I remember moments. I think I'm only interested in moments. And so the next time my friend tells me about a movie they saw recently and they're about to tell me the story of it, I'm gonna hit pause. And I'd say, Tell me, what was your favorite scene in the film? Without telling me the story, what's the frame that remains in your head? One image that's still there and is perhaps potentially significant for you. One day, I'm gonna get hit by a car. It's just a matter of time. After I got off work the other day, I was walking downhill on this pavement, and this car was coming out of this apartment building and was about to cut onto the pavement in front of me. And make me stop so they can turn onto the road. But I kept walking. I didn't even look at the driver. 
I just walked as though the car wasn't there, and it stopped for me, as it should. You see, there's this expensive private hospital near my workplace where rich people stay to claim insurance. The same thing happens there, right outside the entrance to the hospital parking lot. Mercedes Benzes and BMWs ram onto the sidewalk, expecting people, unarmed pedestrians, and off-duty nurses and students on their way to school to stop for them. I just don't have faith in a society that's evolved to a point where cars have the right of way over people. And after thirteen years of living here, it's still a culture shock to me. She kept fiddling with the rabbit ears. I don't know why, and that's why I kept looking at her. She didn't know I was looking. But I almost wanted her to. I felt I wanted someone, anyone, on that crowded train, to know that I've detected this thing that she was doing with the rabbit ears. It wasn't an actual rabbit. Basically, she was seated on the subway train and was holding her phone, which had a pink plastic case with a pair of rabbit ears sticking out. They were rubbery, flexible ears, and for the duration of the journey, she kept touching them, flicking them with her index finger, brushing her hand across both ears repeatedly. Then she'd go back to the flicking, and tapping them, fingertip on the ear, one after another. And she kept doing this till she got off the train. I didn't see how she got off. The train was pretty crowded by then. The following words came to me when I was thinking about that subway passenger and the rabbit ears. So I've decided to read them to you, and the words go like this: So you walked with me for a while, bared your naked soul, and you told me of your plan and how you never let them know. In the morning of the night. You cried a long lost child, and I tried. I really tried to hold you, but you were young, and wild. But I will never be the same. I'll never be the same. Caught in your eyes, lost in your name. I'll never be the same. The secrets of your life I never wanted for myself, but you guarded them like a lie. 
and placed them up on the highest shelf. In the morning of the night, when I woke to find you gone, I knew your distant devil must be dragging you along. But I'll never be the same. I will never be the same. I'm caught in your eyes and lost in your name. I'll never be the same. And you swore that you were bound for glory. And for wanting, you had no shame. But I loved you, and then I lost you. And I'll never be the same. Those are the lyrics from the song "I'll Never Be the Same" by Melissa Etheridge. Three, two, one. Hey, everybody! This is Paul Gilbert. Hi, this is Pat Torpy. Hello, this is Eric Martin. My name is Billy Sheehan, and we are Mr. Big. Big. You're listening to us right here on Atomic Heart. Okay, so that's all we have from Room Seventy Five of Atomic Heart. I want to try calling it a room. Then I can say something like "Thank you for stopping by" or "Hope you enjoy your stay." Episodes are continuous and lexically boring, whereas a room has windows and decorations. Room. Is something you have in your heart. I like to think, so I'll go with that. Thank you for dropping by. And following the random thoughts that started this show, here are the questions I'll leave you with. How likely are you to get hit by a car? Who was the last anxious person you saw on the subway? Are you a good storyteller? Is it important to you to be a good storyteller, or are you a poet? Anyways, let's forget the labels. If you came across anything interesting in this room seventy-five and want to tell me about it, you're welcome to write me. My email address is Adam A T O M at atomicheart dot fm. I'm Adam Alicia. Thank you for listening to me. Till next time, remember to keep it real and stay true to yourself. Bye. <laughs>